Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, South Bay Spotlight, on May 14th, 2020. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do this just that. This segment of the South Bay Show is brought to you by Your Actualized Divisions. A local advertising agency, Your Actualized Visions offers all your advertising needs under one roof. From logo design, business cards, banners, and signage, to online services such as website design, SEO management, promotional videos, reputation management, and loyalty promotions, you name it and Your Actualized Visions will handle it for you on time and under budget. Built on the needs of their clients, your Actualized Visions is competitively priced and economical, saving you money and greatly enhancing your bottom line. At Your Actualized Visions, customer service is all local with one point of contact. No more dealing with robo-answering machines, getting the runaround, or speaking to someone in another country. Your Actualized Visions understands your hyper-local advertising needs and focuses on bringing you real clients. They do not buy likes followers, or fake results. Your campaigns are real, built with real community followers who want to purchase your services and products. The only thing standing in the way of your company's success is you now picking up the phone right now and calling your actualized visions at 310-413-8773. To learn more about what your actualized visions can do for you and your company, visit the website at youractualizedvisions.com. Your Actualized Visions, your dreams today, not someday. I'm your host, Joe Terry. You can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose. That's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. And, of course, I'm not alone because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie.com and executive producer of the South Bay show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie, how are you? I am well today, Joe. How are you doing? Jackie, Jackie, something really big happened yesterday. Oh, really? My, Please tell. My wife and I, my wife and I were able to walk to the edge of the ocean and put our toes <laughs> in the water. It Good was for you. amazing. Yes. yes, all L.A. County beaches opened yesterday. Uh, very exciting, yeah. very exciting. Um, you know, oh. it's a start. It's a start. It's a start. We're, we're, we got to get on yeah. with our lives. Yeah. So opening the beaches. Yeah. You know something interesting? When I was growing up, and it's funny because this, this topic, this specific topic has come up in many conversations but when I was growing up Mm. the best thing as your parents told you for your health was to swim in the salt water and get get sunshine you know those are two things that could make everything better you know so by by keeping us in our homes stay at home orders um, and closing beaches and parks and bike trails and and, uh, you know it just doesn't make sense to me no I I Jackie, I, I think uh, everyone has learned that, and, and no one really had done anything like this before, but this new order uh, for L.A. beaches, which is basically a don't stop moving. There's a, there's a journey song in there. Don't stop moving. Um, is, is, it makes so much sense. I mean, if you're in the, in the water, I mean, if you're a surfer, you are not a threat to anyone. Uh, you're more of a you're you're uh, the the great whites are more of a threat to you. So yeah. um, I think if pe- if people don't stop moving, it's it's amazing. We had a few people that didn't listen and kind of plopped down on their blanket. But bottom line, uh, it was amazing to have a walk at the Pacific Ocean, the edge of the Pacific Ocean. It was great. Yeah, it's called active recreation. You can use the beaches right. for active recreation, so you can't sit there in your chair. Uh, but in six weeks, they're talking about opening it up to sunbathing. You can uh, bring your beach chair, your towel, 
Uh, and, and they they got yeah. a little squirrely, like umbrellas would be okay, but pop-up tents won't be. I, I, I don't know where these <laughs> rules and regulations are coming from, but, you know, uh, no, no groups larger than, uh, I'm trying to think, 10, 12, and then after six, week, six weeks after that, they're going to put up the volleyball nets, mm-hmm. and there could be groups of 30 or 40. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Weird. I don't know how they come up, they come up with these uh, ideas, but these rules and regulations. So um, anyway, big topic today. We're not going to do phone calls today. Um, yeah. For the last eight, nine weeks, we've been uh, keeping the phone lines open so that community members can call in. You know, if you own a business, if you're open, if you were doing something special – let us know, and we've right. been doing that all of the time. But uh, today we are having an actual guest, and this is a super, super important topic. So what do you say we get to it? This is one of those most important topics that, I mean, is related to the beaches opening uh, yesterday. And my wife literally running to the water's edge uh, <laughs> She, she, you know, she's better now, but uh, Jackie, who's our guest today? Okay, we have a returning guest this morning, Carrie Ann Lawson, Chief Programs Officer for Beach City's Health District. Now, Carrie Ann joined Beach City's Health District in 2002 and is responsible for overseeing BCHD's community health departments, including youth services, the Blue Zones Project, and community services. In addition, Carrie Ann manages millions in community grants as well as research and evaluation. She also serves as the primary liaison to the Community Health Committee and is responsible for the community health report. Now, Carrie Ann has a master's in social work and master's in gerontology from the University of Southern California and a BA in psychology from the University of California at Santa Cruz. Additionally, Carrie Ann is a licensed clinical social worker in the state of California. Now, this morning, we'll discuss the many programs BCHD is offering in response to the coronavirus pandemic and how this worldwide crisis is affecting our collective mental health. Welcome back to the program, Carrie Ann. We're so glad you could join us this morning. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be with you. <clears throat> so uh, I, I assume, Carrie Ann, that this has been a unique challenge, uh, as it has been for everyone, but a unique challenge for BCHD. Um, it is a unique organization. Uh, we we are so thankful that it is part of our lives here in the beach cities. Um, the entire region benefits. But can you just just briefly? I know there should be no one that doesn't know what BCHD is. But can you just briefly talk about what it is and how it's funded and and why it's important? Sure. So uh, in normal times, non-COVID-19 times, uh, the Beach Cities Health District provides preventative health programming to the three cities of Hermosa, Redondo, and Manhattan Beach. Uh, Our goal is to really help people uh, live their healthiest lives. Our vision is a healthy beach community. Uh, And we have over 40 programs and services across the lifespan for youth, adults, and older adults. Uh, We also run the Center for Health and Fitness, which is a uh, medically-based fitness center, and the Adventureplex in Manhattan Beach, which is a uh, children's recreation center. Uh, We are funded in part by local tax dollars, which is why our uh, catchment area is reserved for Redondo, Hermosa, and Manhattan Beach. Uh, A portion of property tax dollars from each of those cities comes to the health district. Uh, In addition to that, we still uh, run the building, 514 North Prospect, that used to be South Bay Hospital. Uh, In the 1950s, our mission was to run South Bay Hospital. In the late 90s, many of your listeners probably remember the hospital was closed. Um, But we still own that building and use uh, vast portions of it for other types of community health programming, uh, including dialysis. There's a UCLA clinic there. Um, And those uh, landlord-tenant agreements uh, help supplement our budget. Um, So in reality, uh, the property tax dollars we receive from the community make up uh, about 25% of our uh, budget. And so we are very proud of being able to leverage our other resources uh, to make that return on investment for the community and deliver programs uh, in the schools, in the community, for our seniors, and across the lifespan. And then, of course, we've pivoted now uh, to the COVID-19 response. 
It is what, Jackie? No, no, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, and I don't know if you saw the weekend guide today, Joe, but I did a big shout out for BCHD um, and, mm. and all that they're doing for the community at this time. I am blown away by the number of programs and workshops and services they're providing to the community. But we're not going to talk about that right now. We're, we're going to talk since May is right. Mental Health Awareness Month. We're going to talk about that. But um, I, di- I did want to mention one thing, though, Carrie Ann. Um, it it's called Beach Cities Health District for a reason, and you mentioned it, it serves the three beach cities. But with all of these virtual programs you're doing now, you are reaching way beyond the beach cities. Uh, your services are helping a lot of people. Um, just outside of the beach cities. I know this for a fact because I, I post all of your stuff on my website and I can see the analytics, you know, and I can see people from Hawthorne and Harbor City and Torrance and Gardena, uh, El Segundo. There's a, there, you're reaching a much broader audience now since everything is virtual. Yes, I think that is one of the silver linings of this uh, process we've all been through. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, Joe, Interesting. let's... let's Let's talk about the mental health part of this. Yes, yes. Carrie uh, Ann, we, we are, it is, this is, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And so what are, uh, how does the Beach Cities Health District focus on and help uh, with mental illness, uh, illness and, and, and men, mental health but of course, this is a very special situation. Absolutely. So mental health awareness has always been uh, important to us, and we started planning our calendar for Mental Health Awareness Month, uh, honestly, back in December before the idea of any kind of safer-at-home order was even a, a glimmer on the radar. Um, and so our goal in Mental Health Awareness Month is really to start a community conversation uh, to make it okay to talk about uh struggling and not being okay. One of our slogans is it's okay to not be okay. Um, I think in our community, um, we're such, uh, such doers, um, such high achievers uh, that everybody wants to seem like they're okay all the time. And it's really important, particularly for our kids, uh, to model how to have conversations around not being okay. Um, so we've engaged the community in a series of workshops and classes. Um, I have an ask for the community uh, in terms of checking in with folks. I'll go into that in a second. Um, but really having that conversation um, about when we feel anxious and when we feel sad and when maybe we're depressed and what is our support system for working through those kinds of feelings and how does the community support each other. Um, and then, as you said, we went into the Safer at Home order, uh, which has caused great stress and anxiety uh, and even anger. I think more and more over the last couple of weeks, we've started to see people's anger um, and fear uh, about what the future holds and what's happening. And I think it's even more important right now that we talk about uh, what it means to not be okay, and how do we support each other uh, through really what is an unprecedented experience uh, for not just our community, but for the nation. Um, so what we're doing, in addition to classes, like Jackie said, we took everything we wanted to do in person this month, uh, virtual, and all of those uh, classes and events are available up on our website at uh, bchd.org slash mental health awareness. Um, But this particular week, uh, we're focusing on checking in, and we're asking the community uh, to commit to checking in with each other. Um, So if every community member who's listening to you this morning uh, would commit to calling somebody, a friend, a family member, their neighbor, uh, and really having an honest check-in conversation uh, where you can talk about how you're really doing, Um, we have some prompts up on our website that are available on that web page I just listed, um, to help you guide you through the conversation. Uh, and then we're asking uh, each person who receives a call to commit to calling someone else and set up a virtual call tree across the community where we're really checking in with each other uh, and finding out how we are. And then 
the other piece of this, though, is that if you find somebody who is really struggling, uh, you know, these check-in calls are not supposed to be therapy visits. Uh, We're not asking the community uh, to suddenly become counselors. Um, But if you find somebody who would benefit from a more professional check-in, then we're asking that you advise them uh, to call into our assistance and information referral line. Uh, And that telephone number is 310-374-3426, extension 256. And here in the COVID-19 era, we're running that hotline seven days a week, 830 to 5. Um, And so that's a a telephone number that is available to the community, again, seven days a week, 830 to 5, for information, uh, referrals, uh, to answer questions, to connect to services, um, and we can, we can answer just about anything. Uh, so we really want people to feel connected and to make it a point um, to connect with each other. I think one of the struggles we've had is the term social distancing. Um, and really what we're talking about is physical distancing. We're talking about being six feet apart so we don't breathe on each other and spread this virus. Um, it really is all of those things you were talking about with the beach opening and keeping people moving and smaller groups and not being intense, all of that really is about not allowing people to breathe on each other and spread germs at a very basic level. Um, But that doesn't mean we can't be social. Uh, We can still socialize. Uh, It's just going to be through uh, Zoom calls or, you know, old-fashioned telephone calls or FaceTime or, um, you know, waving at each other with your mask on and six feet apart, but we're still social. Uh, we just need to ensure that we're not breathing on each other and spreading the virus. <clears throat> this is a, a a period also when, you know, and I I I I know you're not uh, uh, with law enforcement or any other specific agency of enforcement, but the bottom line is lots of lots of people, as you said, are are angry for various reasons, mm-hmm. but people don't spend as much time at home as they have been in the last, this is week nine from our counting uh, for eight and a half weeks. People have just been uh, spending so much more time with family members that lots and lots of um, perhaps old arguments and new arguments are developing. How do people manage that better? Now we can go to the beach at least and put our toes in the water, but still, how can people manage that better? You know, you're absolutely right. And I think one of the reasons we had such a conversation around the beaches is that uh, for many of our residents, the benefit of living here and the way we manage our stress is in that connection to the outdoors, uh, whether it's the beach or the water or uh, the strand and uh, the green belts, you know. Um, So I think what we've had to do as a community and individuals is really rethink our coping mechanisms for stress. Uh, And we know, uh, you know, you remember we're a Blue Zones community and we've been measuring stress uh, in this community with the Wellbeing Index since 2010. And we've known since 2010 that our stress levels for adults uh, are very high and have been higher than most of the nation in the first place before COVID-19. Um, so really talking with ourselves about what, it, what is the way I cope with stress. Um, and if my coping mechanism was the beach and that's been taken from me, what are the other choices? And so I think, you know, helping people to connect with meditation um, as part of Mental Health Awareness Month, we're running meditation classes. Um, maybe it's physical exercise. As you said, we took all of our programming virtually. So there are lots of exercise classes from the Center for Health and Fitness where you can do that exercise in your home. Um, I think there are other kinds of creative outlets for people to connect with, maybe old hobbies uh, that, you know, in the crazy commutes we used to run in the 12-hour days everybody was working we didn't have time for and we lost connection to. Um, It's really a process of looking for those uh, silver linings, those things that this unprecedented slowdown in our busy lives uh, have given us the opportunity to re-engage in. Um, and it is, it is absolutely a mental exercise to reframe the fear and sadness and anger uh, into a positive outlook and say, well, today 
I'm going to be grateful because I got 30 minutes more sleep than I would have if I'd been commuting to my job or, you know, whatever is the small moments of gratitude. And gratitude is also something that really helps our mental outlook. Um, And it's not just, uh, it's actually clinically proven. There are studies about how gratitude shifts uh, your mental health. So taking a moment to just identify one thing that you were grateful for. Um, I also think, though, it's important for families to reach out for help. If you are triggering those um, old arguments or for our families who struggle with domestic violence, um, you need to continue to engage with the service provider community, and they can do that by calling uh, our hotline number at the 256 extension, um, or they can call in. All of the local police departments are still doing their domestic violence response. Um, we're still responding to child abuse. None of that should be uh, being suffered in silence. The community will still respond and support those families who are experiencing that. Um, we just need them to tell us that they need help, and they can do that by calling the district. Mm-hmm. Joe, can I jump mm-hmm. in for a second? Sure. Yeah, um, Carrie Ann, you 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 said the magic word, grateful, um, which is so easy to be at this time. You don't have to look far to be grateful for things. Uh, we all know, you know, thousands of people have died. You know, thousands of people have lost loved ones, um, and you know, little silly things. You know, um, people had vacations planned. People mm-hmm. had celebrations planned. People had weddings planned. Uh, you know, life, you know, general, life in general. People had plans that all came to a screeching halt. And I'm guilty of it, too. You know, uh, oh, Joe, today is my birthday, you know. And, and, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. last week I was like, you know, I'm just going to ignore it. You know, we uh, in March, March was our 30th wedding anniversary, mm-hmm. and we had a big trip planned. And we were so excited about going on this vacation, and then it got canceled. And I was a little upset about that for a while. And then I thought, what about all of these poor seniors who are not going to get to go to their prom? They're not going to have a graduation ceremony. And suddenly, I didn't feel so bad for myself anymore. You know, I, I you know, I was, I was, you know, we we all know these these the graduating classes of 2020 aren't going to get to experience a seminal life moment. You know, this is their, this is their step into adulthood and, and their, and, and the accomplishments they, they've had so far and going on to life. And whenever I think of that, whatever issues I have go right out the window. I think you bring up excellent points, Jackie. And the only thing I would add is that, you know, as part of our message of it's okay to not be okay, um, all of those losses are real, um, and it's all grief. And you know, it's it's okay uh, to feel that grief, even over things that you know, when you do step out of the picture, say, you know, maybe that's just a small thing compared to somebody dying. But um, but it's real to you, and it's real to our seniors, um, and it is hard, and it's okay to to feel that it's hard. Um, on the other hand, I think we are we are creative. Human beings are so creative, and there are so many ways to redo uh, rituals, to remake experiences, um, and we're making memories no matter what. Uh, and these seniors are going to remember uh, this rite of passage. They're they're still getting a rite of passage. It's just not the one they thought they were going to get. Um, it's not the the balloons and the graduation speakers and the procession and the pomp and circumstance and um, all of that. But they're, they're still having a rite of passage. And I think there are still creative ways uh, with Zoom calls and um, other types of social media campaigns and parades down streets and things that we can do as a community to honor and rally around um, all of these kids uh, to create a different ritual, not the same ritual, uh, not the one you or I had, um, but a ritual that is meaningful and important and still honors the rite of passage and their achievements. I think we can still do that uh, as a community for our kids, um, but it looks different and it feels different and it's not the same. Um, and it's still okay to be upset about that. Uh, and I think the balancing act for people uh, in this process, not just in Mental Health Awareness Month, but just through this whole entire process, is swinging back between 
you know, today I'm not okay. Today this kind of sucks, and I fought with my kids, and I really don't want to be stuck at home with them trying to teach them algebra. Um, whereas tomorrow is a better day, and, you know, I got more accomplished, and I got my workout in, and the beach is open, and, you know, we're swinging back and forth. And yep. I think just <laughs> kind to each other in that process uh, is really my best advice. Just be kind. Yeah, yeah, the swing is, you are absolutely, you hit the nail on the head there. Um, I've I've gone through that, I'm, you know, the emotional, just back and forth. You know, one day it's all good. The next day it's, it, 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 you just got a bad case of the blues. The next day you're angry. That, um, yeah, no, we're, 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 we're hitting all the high notes, you know, uh, as far as emotions go mm-hmm. uh, across the board, right? You know, some, pe- some people deal with it better than others. Um, you know, I've, I've had several phone calls from my family members, uh, uh, the, the, the teenagers, the, the high school kids, you know, occasionally, you know, like once a week, somebody has a meltdown, you know, um, mm-hmm. for whatever, you know, whatever reason it is. Uh, but it, it is, it's it, goodness. It, it's, it's tough in normal times. And with all of this going on, it's, it's even tougher. Um, but as I, as I keep saying, BCHD has just a ton of great, uh, programming and but but getting back to that to to being grateful, uh, I found something very interesting uh, on social media. Somebody posted during this crisis, list one thing that you're grateful for. That you know one thing that that is that has come out of this that is good. And there were a ton of responses, but the one that I saw repeated over and over again. I don't know if it was the most, but it was repeated many, many times is that uh, many parents were really enjoying the fact that they, they're no longer rushing around. You mentioned it earlier, Carrie, and, you know, 12 hour, 14 hour days, you know, getting Mm -hmm. the kids to school, picking the kids up from school, taking them to football practice, taking them to piano class, uh, doing uh, uh, community service, uh, coming home, doing home. so many people were like, this is really nice that we're not having to rush around all all day, every day, and we're getting to spend time as a family. I, 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 I keep hearing that over and over. Mm-hmm. I totally mm-hmm. I mean, that's a silver lining for me as well. As, as much as it's strange, you know, in, in my household, there are four people on video calls at the same time with the kids in school and my husband and I working from home and, you know, the passing period between meetings and school is all at the same time. So we're lined up for the bathroom, which is, a, you know, kind of ridiculous. <laughs> and, you know, like, um, you know it's very strange. And, and, you know, in the middle of a 12-hour workday, I can wander into the living room and see my kids. And that's different and new and special in a different kind of way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Joe, do you want to do our station break now? And when we come back, we're going to... We're going to talk more stuff. Sure. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the South Bay Show, and we're, we're thrilled to have uh, a member of the leadership team, uh, Carrie Ann Lawson from BCHD, today with us. And we try to bring you the best of the South Bay every week. Uh, always, it's been Thursdays and Fridays, but now we've added a Tuesday show Tuesday and Friday, sponsored by the Manhattan Beach Chamber. Uh, We're very proud of that. And then Thursdays, of course, is our South Bay Spotlight, where we spotlight uh, something of of value, interest uh, in the arts or in business or in social programs throughout the South Bay. We bring this show to you every week. This is technically week nine of the lockdown, but it's not feeling so much like a lockdown as I, as I started the program, my wife and I were able to put our toes in the water uh, yesterday. And uh, so this is, this is critical for us to be able to get outside and actually just run or walk um, by the beach. It's wonderful. The strand itself is closed down. So there's, there's no walking on the strand, but you can walk on the beach. So you do have to get a little sandy. Um, Yes, you do. But uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for uh, uh, patronizing, uh, or <laughs> patronizing, patronizing. Thank you for being a patron of our uh, local, um, hyper-local podcast. And we hope you will share this with all your friends and relatives and neighbors. 
share it with them and uh, create a sense of community. Jackie, now uh, what next are we going to talk with Kirian about? Okay, well, I just also wanted to mention that the very first week this started, you know, we, we pivoted very quickly. The week this started, we, we were on the air with the phone lines open. Uh, just mm. anybody was welcome to call in. And who was the first person to call us? Tom Backley from BCHD, yeah. the Beach City's Health District. Yeah. He was the first person yeah. to call in and tell us what they were doing uh, you know, at Beach City Health District for the community. Uh, I just wanted to mention that. Um, but anyway, um, I want to get to some of these programs, Carrie Ann, that, that BCHD has. Now, I know a lot of them were in place already. Um, but as we said, you, you've gone virtual with them. And, and you're reaching a whole bunch more people virtually, I believe, than, than, than previously. But and many of these I, I have most of them posted to my website. Like every week, you have an online parent chat. I have got to believe, you know, your Zoom calls are bursting at the seams with that one. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So parent chat is is a great example of something that uh, was happening in person, um, in partnership with South Bay Families Connected and Thelma McMillan Center. Um, it was. It is a professionally facilitated support group for parents. Uh, it's a drop-in. There's no commitment. You can show up one week and not show up the next. Uh, and really, it's an opportunity for parents to talk about whatever they might be struggling with with their children. And so we were doing it in person uh, in the 514 building there on Prospect. Uh, and when uh, COVID-19 happened and the Safe for at Home order, uh, it was one of the first programs in partnership with Thelma McMillan and South Bay Families Connected that we figured out how to take uh, virtual. So it is um, it is a Zoom call, um, and it's, again, just an opportunity for parents to share uh, with a uh, licensed practitioner. Mo Gelbart facilitates that group for us um, to, you know, talk through any issue they might be having. And and you're right, it's a vital, um, it's a absolutely vital uh, connection for parents. I think that um, all of the normal struggles uh, that families go through uh, as rites of passage, if you will, um, with teenagers can be exacerbated under this safer at home order uh, when we're all sharing the same uh, small uh, square footage and we can't get away from each other. Um, and you mentioned earlier about teenagers, you know, just losing it and having a meltdown um, or parents who are trying to figure out how to do their work and uh, be the elementary school teacher because they're typically little uh, to figure out their own Zoom call um, or Google Meetup for class. So uh, really, I think uh, it's just an important way to remember um, that though the way we connect with each other has shifted into this virtual electronic environment, the help is still out there. Um, and there are still ways to connect uh, and still uh, a community of people who support you if you're struggling. Yeah. You know, you know, Joe, before this all began, mm. I, 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 my younger sister uh, has teenagers. And be, well, years before this began, she would call me at night saying, how am I supposed – I don't know this common core stuff. I didn't learn this in school. How am I going to help them with their homework? Uh, you know, uh, so, so I, can, I, I can just imagine – uh, how 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 much stress there is. I, look at my husband is on Zoom calls all day every day, and his team is all working from their homes, and they're having to try to have these business meetings, and literally toddlers are crawling up into their mothers and fathers' laps while they're trying to work. Uh, so I, I yeah. the, the the parent support group just uh, I, I I just I <laughs> I just got to believe that it's it's uh, it's it's a lot of people are taking advantage of it. Um, and, and I would imagine that speaking to a, a, a stranger, basically, about these things is a lot easier than admitting to people you know that, you know, you're ready to pull your hair out. So I think that's, uh, I think that's super, super important. And, and again, the fact that it's virtual, um, you know, people outside the beach cities can, can also take advantage of this, and they should. Um, and I, I posted something recently, Carrie Ann, you mentioned it briefly about uh talk about it um that was the first time i think i've seen that um on your website yeah so the talk about it campaign um is something we've been doing as part of our um 
substance use prevention program for uh, teens and children. And again, an example of something that started as a small group format in person on school campuses, you know, so um, kind of special uh, add-on discussion groups after some of our larger presentations with South Bay Families Connected. So if we talked about vaping or we talked about, you know, helping your kids with uh, technology and social media, then there would be these small group spinoffs at school locations for parents to learn, you know, what is this Snapchat thing and how worried do I need to be about TikTok and that kind of thing. Oh, um, boy. So again, yeah. <laughs> the answer is kind of a lot, actually, um, about TikTok. Yeah. But uh, the... Um, Again, this is an example of moving uh, what had been a uh, in-person experience virtual um, so that parents still have access to a, a, their community of parents. You know, a lot of information for parents um, got exchanged at pick up and drop off, right? Or while you were sitting at your school, uh, your kid's uh, sports practice or, you know, walking a track while your kid was in rehearsal waiting for them to come out. There was that kind of um, informal parent network where information gets exchanged. And if we're all safer at home and we're not pick, sitting at soccer practice or picking kids up or waiting around for them, um, how do we continue to have those connections? Uh, and talk about it is, is a talk is a topic specific way uh, to help parents get uh, information um, and you know stay connected to each other and exchange information our kids are all talking to each other so we parents have to keep connected too that's a good point that's a good point that's a mm-hmm. very good point um, so okay so I, I just want to run through a couple of these I see that you have these special speaker series you had one recently with a professional surfer Alex Gray um, how yeah. often are those and um, you know no I'm, I, I know that would get the kids interested you know, you have somebody that they can relate to. Um, so, so tell us a bit about the. Uh, is it the special speaker series? I can I don't remember the exact name. So again, that's uh, in partnership with South Bay Families Connected, and the speaker series has been a collaboration between South Bay Families Connected and the three school districts of Hermosa, Redondo, and Manhattan Beach, and us uh, to pick parent education uh, topics um, that we offer uh, five to six times a year. Um, and so, you know, again, the Alex Gray uh, and Kevin Sousa event was an excellent example of something that had been on the calendar for six months. You know, we'd set this up back in the fall with the schools and uh, had been, you know, well into promotion for this April event when all of a sudden it had to go virtual. Um, and, you know, it was really a tremendous success. We had over 100 people in this Zoom call um, to listen to these experts and engage in a community conversation. And, you know, really uh, so well-timed, uh, to, you know, particularly at there at the end of April, um, to talk to two uh, folks who really understand mental health and who understand the connection to the ocean and the beach that we had lost at that time. Um, so really a very powerful conversation. Um, I believe uh, that may have been the last South Bay Families Connected uh, event for the year just because of where we are in the year usually we try to end those in april because they tended to be uh school-based um and you know we'll be working with our school partners and south bay families connected now uh to re-envision what does next year look like we don't know yet um exactly how kids will go back into school and how uh events of that size will continue to happen and when that will be allowed under this phased reopening plan with los angeles county and the state and so how do we continue to uh, re-envision our programs and our community connections uh, if we're going to be in this virtual, uh, physically distanced environment for a while? Interesting, interesting. And now let me ask you, um, these, all of these virtual programs, is it where you have your, say, featured speaker, to, speaker or your moderator, is it like the school, when kids are in school virtually, like they can raise their hand to ask a question? Or make a comment? Yeah, so there's a couple of different ways it works in this brave new world of technology. Uh, Sometimes uh, we have folks uh, submit comments ahead of time and we can curate those. Uh, Sometimes there are chat features. Um, We've learned how to use breakout rooms in Zoom. I don't know how many of you know you can do that, but you can put people into small groups to have discussions. Um, And so there's a lot of really creative 
ways uh, to help people connect with each other um, and ask their questions and have discussion, even in uh, this virtual environment. I think there was a fear that some of these virtual things would be like, I don't know, the old school webinars many of us are probably familiar with, where you have to click to advance the PowerPoint slide, and it's very boring. Um, but really, the, the technology that exists now uh, really offers an opportunity for a, a level of engagement and small group work uh, that can come back to a big group. It's kind of exciting. It is. It is. And by the way, we're calling it forced digital transition. That, that was a right. term that somebody gave us right at the beginning of this, and I think it, it's the perfect term, forced digital transition. <laughs> it is forcing us to transition to the digital world, which, as we all know, a lot of businesses, companies, uh, schools even, well, schools were pretty quick to catch on to uh, online learning, but a lot of businesses were always very wary of trying to have their, their employees work from home. Like, are they really going to work or right. are they going to go surf? Right. You know, uh, but now um, it's it's really proven, really valuable. And I can tell you this from, you know, just listening to all of my husband's Zoom calls in the world of uh, real estate. This is going to change the commercial and retail industry forever. Mm-hmm. You know, um, his company is, is, is it, already talking is, about is it cost. Jackie, what? Why oh, do you oh, think ab- that is? Oh, ab- ab- absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, no. His 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 executives are already talking about their leases up next year. Uh, maybe we don't need all that square footage. Maybe we'll cut it in half because we know people can work from home now efficiently. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, it, it's it's got it's yeah. It forced digital transition is it. This is another one of those. You know, the industrial revolution. You know, we had these. You know, the the the. Uh, uh, technology revolution. I think this is going to be another one of those revolutions. It's going to, it's going to change the face of how how we function as a society. I really do. Remember that term, mm-hmm. Carrie Ann? Forced digital transition. Yeah, well, I'll <laughs> feel it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I know that uh, the centers, the Center for Fitness, Joe. I think you were a Silver Sneakers member over there, or uh, I know I, plenty of other. I, uh, uh, we Go were ahead. members of the Silver Sneakers uh, program uh, when we were covered with uh, Blue Cross Blue, Blue Shield. When we changed health insurance, this particular health plan that we are on does not honor the Silver Sneakers program. Can you talk a little bit about Silver Sneakers uh, and and how wonderful it is, Carrie Ann? Sure. So Silver Sneakers, and there's a couple other brand names, Silver and Fit uh, is another one, is a way that the Medicare Advantage programs support uh, gym memberships. And so if you have, as you said, if you have a certain type of insurance, uh, your medical Mm -hmm. insurance will pay for your gym membership. Uh, And at the Center Mm -hmm. for Health and Fitness, uh, we were one of the few, actually, in the South Bay who would take those memberships. Uh, and then you would have access to, you know, classes and machines. And the way it works is that the gym then gets uh, reimbursed uh, each time you swipe in uh, from the uh, insurance company, but it's free to the insurance member. Um, so it really, it really is a great program um, for uh, older adults uh, or folks, at least who are part of Medicare, um, who may not be really older, older adults, but, you know, in their uh, early 60s or so, to participate in a gym at very low cost. Um, so it really was a great mm-hmm. program, lots of great classes that we were able to run. Um, and, you know, really uh, for us, the Center for Health and Fitness had a very vibrant uh, older adult community. Um, and, you know, it was uh, a very social place. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, because of uh, the population it served and then, of course, the safer at home order, uh, the Center for Health and Fitness has been closed since the 13th of March. Right, but you are doing virtual uh, uh, exercise classes. You have two different programs. You have one where people can zoom in for a live uh, uh, workout, um, which for a small fee, or you have a whole file of workouts that people can open up and use for free. So, uh, you know, throw back to the old, you know, DVD uh, uh, 
VCR uh, Jane Fonda workout. You know, you pop, you can pop right. in your VCR and and uh, do your do your exercise with Jane Fonda or who's the other guy uh, dancing to the oldies or working out to the oldies? Richard Simmons. Um, that's Simmons. that's how it was back in the '80s, but it's similar today. You can go online. And for free, you can go through the library of different workouts, and, and you can get your workout in. There are 145 different classes wow. uh, that we've uh, recorded onto video um, for the Center for Health and Fitness. So lots of different uh, creative ways um, for people to stay fit in their home uh, with little access to equipment. You know, you can do strength training with uh, cans of beans if that's all you have in your house and you don't have free weights. So, um, yeah, it's really exciting. We've had over uh, 20,000 views of those um, uh, fitness videos. People are exercising at Wow. Home. Uh, and our population of folks who are uh, joining the, we call it small group training in these little Zoom classes, um, who are joining those opportunities uh, is up to over 100 people. And as of yesterday, they've taken almost 600 classes. So um, we're really excited to be able, and we're noticing that it's our silver population, our silver and fit silver sneakers group, um, who has stayed committed to their exercise and really been excited to um even though now there's a small fee associated with it to uh, engage in those small group exercise classes. So, you know, if you need the motivation of actually having the instructor uh, in front of you and commenting on what you're doing, that is available to you. Or um, if you want to be a bit more uh, free and schedule your class whenever you want, there are those other videos. And they range from strength training to stretching to yoga to meditation. There's a whole host of, you know, something for everybody, if you will. I love that. That's fantastic. You know, listening to Carrie Anjo, you know, we it's all over the news how unprepared uh, government was was for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and look, it you mm-hmm. can't blame them. It's never happened before. You know, we've had pandemics, mm-hmm. but we've never been in, in a position, you know, technologically, communicate communications, medicine. So, so it's a brave new world. Um, and, but we've all heard the stories about how, how unprepared everybody was for this. And again, I can't blame us, you know, for being unprepared. But Carrie Ann, it really sounds to me like you guys at BCHD were very prepared for this. As I said, many of these programs were already in place, and you pivoted to go virtual with them. But I got to ask, did you guys have like a a roundtable meeting when this happened? Did you gather all all the best and brightest at BCHD and you sit down and, and you just, you know, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? Um, how did that, how did that happen? So you're absolutely right, Jackie. Uh, as a public agency, uh, the district has an emergency operations plan. Um, and, you know, I think we thought mostly our emergency operations plan would be for an earthquake or a wildfire. Right. 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 Um, right. <laughs> that's normally what we plan for in California. Um, And so uh, on the 16th of March, we activated our emergency operation plan and formed what we call the District Operations Center. Uh, In a lot of cities, you see an emergency operations center. Um, So ours is the District Operations Center. It contains most of our leadership team and senior management. Um, And we did exactly that. We looked at the emergency ahead of us. We set six Uh, or so uh, objectives, goals we wanted to accomplish for the community, and then we brainstormed on how we were going to achieve them um, and what we needed to do to pivot our programs. Uh, And some of them were new things to us, like running the testing site at the South Bay Galleria, and others of them were, you know, how can we get creative with what we know we're good at uh, and continue to offer that to the community. And so it really was – a lot of brainstorming. Uh, In the beginning, that group met twice a day, uh, five days a week, to stay abreast of the way the numbers were changing and what was changing with the county orders. Um, It included the decision to, you know, close the Center for Health and Fitness and AdventurePlex, move our staff into the virtual environment. Um, There was so much happening there the end of March that is just a blur. It was so fast uh, and furious. Um, and then in April, we were able to open the testing site. Uh, we've, uh, you know, engaged in uh, helping the community with food security and uh, delivering. Um, we've delivered groceries to over 400 homebound seniors uh, since March 16th. Um, we've had over 800 people call the hotline for assistance, um, really helping people figure out how to navigate benefits and all of those kinds of things. 
Um, and then continuing to make sure, you know, our primary goal is to make sure that the community has accurate and reliable information uh, through this time so they can make the correct decisions for themselves and their family to protect their health through this crisis. So um, nowadays we meet uh, first thing in the morning and uh, go over our objectives for the day and what we learned the day before from either the county or the governor. Uh, and we just keep innovating. Um, and it's been a, a fascinating and a furious, furiously fast-paced process. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. And, and you, you guys have managed it beautifully. It's interesting that you mentioned the earthquake. You know, that's, that's the thing we've always been focused on all these years. And, and as Joe and I know full well, you know, uh, the PSAs, the public service announcements on TV, local authorities always tell you have, you know, a minimum of, what was it, Joe, three days of food, enough food and water and medication. And we, as Joe and I know very well, the experts will say you need to have at least two weeks of supplies. Um, personally, just because Joe and I have had all these experts on the podcast over the years, um, I had enough <laughs> supplies for, for literally over a month. You know, when yeah. everybody else was running around saying, I need toilet paper, I was like, I got, I got enough toilet paper for the next six weeks. You know, we had our dry goods. We, you know, we had everything in place. And that was one thing I posted recently on social media about this. Uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, your earthquake kit, your pandemic pile, your power outage provisions, whatever you want to call it, just get it together. You know, just get it together now and then double it. You know, whatever you thought would be good, then then just go and double it. But our earthquake supplies got us through this with ease. You know, so yeah. uh, th- again, we're we're still going to have to worry about earthquakes, but we just added pandemics to it. Now, I wanted to ask you, um, now that we've gone through this forced digital transition, which I just love that phrase, um, do you <laughs> think that do you think that Beach City's Health District will Continue uh, when this is all over um, and we we get back. I'm not even going to call it normal. It's going to be the new normal because there are going to be a lot of changes. Will you continue to offer all of these virtual programs on, on some on some level? You know, I think we will, Jackie, and I, I think two things. I think we will get back to a uh, normal in which we have group uh, gatherings and we do things together. Human beings are social creatures. We need to socialize that way. I think that will come back. Um, but I think the silver lining from this process uh, will have been um, forcing organizations like ours uh, and many others to really confront how, how do we reach people in a digital environment. And so the access uh, to people um, who maybe couldn't attend things in person uh, will continue to be expanded. And I think uh, even when we go back to in-person um, uh, group meetings or programs, uh, the ability to simultaneously engage in that program from a digital uh, point or uh, to digitally engage with it after the fact uh, will continue for us. Because as you said, we're able to meet more people uh, in from where they are uh, and reach them in new and different kinds of ways. And I think there's a whole group of folks who were homebound before this happened um, who will continue to benefit for that, from that uh, and services delivered that way even after this crisis is over. I, I agree 100%. Yeah, you have a whole new – there's a whole new audience out there for this. Um, you know, it, it's interesting. We, we only have a few minutes left, and – and those were just hmm. we just mentioned a few of these programs that that Beach City's Health District is 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 doing. Uh, we're not going to get to all of them, but by all means, go to their website uh, and check it out. Uh, Carrie, and what is the uh, bchd.org? That's correct. Yes. Okay. Website is bchd.org. Beach City's Health District. Just the letters bchd.org. Um, and they got a great calendar. You know, they've got a calendar of events all virtual these days. Just go check it out. There's something every day. Um, and, and you know, back to the May being Mental Health Awareness Month, you know, one of the ways, as I, as I mentioned earlier, I've been coping with this is um, I'm just ignoring things. You know, I, I'm like, okay, we're not even going to acknowledge our anniversary. When this is over, we'll get to take a great trip. And then all this, you know, last couple of weeks, I'm like, I'm not even going to acknowledge my birthday. I'll wait until all this is over, and I'll party like it's 1999. But last night, I was like, you know what? 
I am going to acknowledge my birthday, and I set up a Zoom call for later today where I am going to have a bunch of friends and family on and just celebrate me. <laughs> I have to tell you, Zoom <laughs> is right up my alley because I am naturally kind of a hermit. Uh, so, so, so Zoom has been you know, a godsend for me. Um, I love it. I'm on a Zoom call almost every night. Uh, you know, uh, uh, pleasure, not business. Um, so, mm. so we have all of these, you know, ways to connect, uh, which they didn't have in 1917. I, they, you know, they probably had a few phones, but uh, you know, most people, most people, you know, during that pandemic, they they couldn't literally, they couldn't uh, not literally, figuratively reach out and touch somebody, someone. So. Um, yeah, I'm 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 a big I'm a big fan of the Zoom call. I I immediately went out and bought the subscription so I could do whenever I wanted with as many people as I want. So, highly recommend it. Joe. <laughs> yes, I love it. Well, you know, my wife is uh is uh keeping her piano teaching business alive by doing uh uh they they do a, a combination of Zoom and FaceTime. But mostly she's been doing FaceTime lately with, obviously, uh, you need an iOS device, Apple device on, on both ends. And that's been working out. And then she's been recording videos and sending those out to uh, supplement training. It is a new world, Jackie. It's a new world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Carrie Ann, can we, what can we look forward to if you can give me a, a minute uh, a minute's view into the future. What do you see the Beach Cities Health District doing to expand its virtual offerings into the future? Because that's obviously uh, going to be uh, something that every organization is going to be looking at. Well, what we've been talking about uh, for the future are um, different types of uh, exercise classes, you know, in a in a normal time, we'd be coming up this summer on Zumba in the park and uh, yoga mm-hmm. on the beach. So I think you'll see us. Oh, right. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, uh, try to recreate those in a safe kind of environment, uh, in a Zoom environment. Uh, I think there's lots of work to be done. Uh, we talked a lot about support for parents, but I think there's lots of work to be done for supporting those who are caring for loved ones at home and other types of support groups through this time. Um, So we'll be looking at that. Um, We're running a series right now on mental health and happiness um, where we talk about specific uh, pillars like gratitude and bravery um, and meditation. And I think we'll continue to do that maybe in some larger group formats uh, as well as small groups. Um, and just lots of ways to continue to help the community to connect with each other in this new virtual world mm-hmm. um, while we're physically distanced. Mm-hmm. Carrie Ann, mm-hmm. I don't see why in the next phase that we couldn't continue to have Zumba in the park and yoga on the beach. I mean, just everybody spread out. The gosh knows there's enough room, right? Well, we'll have to wait for the county to release the uh, restrictions on the number of people who can gather. That's the impediment right now. Um, So if they were to do that in time, you're right. We could, uh, particularly for those, uh, ensure the six-foot physical distancing. But, you know, we're taking our lead from the county and what they uh, allow as they continue to modify the safer-at-home order as they did yesterday to allow for the beaches. So, um, we monitor that every day, believe me. Uh, many uh, press briefings we pay attention to to make sure we're current and able to uh, communicate what the, to the community what's being allowed and what's safe and how best to safely participate, um, as well as making sure that our own programs uh, comply. So, you know, I, I agree with you, Jackie, as soon as they lift some of those uh, restrictions on numbers for gatherings that we'll see those return. Um, we just don't know when that's going to be yet. All right, all right. We're 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 keeping our fingers crossed that it happens sooner rather than later. And this has been a fantastic yes. discussion. Uh, thank you, Carrie Ann. Joe, got to wrap this up. Well, it, 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 Carrie Ann, you've done an amazing job of giving us some visibility into what uh, Beach City, uh, Beach City's Health District offers and. Um, access to that is uh, free in most cases. 
so it could not be more relevant to the entire South Bay. Carrie Ann Lawson, uh, BCHD Chief Programs Officer, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yes, thank you. And of course, a lot of good information. <clears throat> yes, yes, yes. And of course, thank you, Jackie. Always a pleasure, Joe. Well, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Bamet. We're going to have Bamet uh, on the program, a, a local startup uh, in the app space and and social media space. And I can't wait to hear what they're doing to meet this challenge of social distancing. So we're going to hear about that tomorrow. Uh, Goodbye, everyone. Talk to you soon.